Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, Picardian. Gary Brandon, down in Nashville, Tennessee. Billy Spitfire, Billy Spitfire Unlimited. Hey, everybody, it's me, Tony Dudzik. Welcome to Guitar Knobs podcast. We're thrilled to death that you're I'm listening to our show. Thrilled. Yes. Yep. Billy's thrilled, Tony's thrilled, Jared's thrilled. Uh, we have a lot of fun things to talk about. Coming off of the heels of uh, Nam, um, I know there's been an awful lot of yibbity yabbity about that, but we went and we want to share some of the things that uh, excited us and some of the fun things that happened and stuff. Um, and what does Nam stand for, Todd? Nam stands for all things good. And what does NAM stand for? National Todd? Association of Music Merchants. Very good. A lot of people think it's National um, Asso- uh, National it's music, American. It's Music Marines. Music Manufacturers. Music. But it's not that. Musical Merchants. Musical yes. Merchants. Anyways, blah, 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 blah. We're going to have a fun show. Um, We've got lots of great things to talk about. We don't have any major I, I get announcements, I guess. We've had a lot of announcements as of late. Yeah. There's been a lot of announcey kind of stuff. Yeah. We've had some big milestones. Hopefully everybody enjoyed the extra, extra long uh, outtake section. Ooh. Yeah, so we had the extra, extra long outtakes from the seventh anniversary show, which yes. was a lot of fun to do. Yes. Um, <laughs> so stick with it. It's worth it at the end. I guess that's it. Tony, let's just get on with this, shall get we? Get on with it, shall we? Yes. What um, are we going to do a show about? Well, this show is, we already talked about that. We are kind of talking about some NAM stuff and everything. Yeah. But the show, if you're a first-time listener. Yes. Okay, we've met uh, so many new listeners. How um, many? As of late. Several. Hundreds. 31. Thousands. <laughs> uh at the show and and since then um yeah. we have lots of people kind of tapping in on on our various platforms and whatnot so if you are a new listener um billy what kind of things do we talk about on the show gear great jared yes right so todd shall i shall yes, i fill please the, the listeners me. in so we like to talk about gear specifically boutique gear we like to talk to the builders the makers, the movers, the shakers. Yeah, we focused on boutique gear in up to this point, and I think now that it's also we're seeing more gear coming out of some of the maybe bigger manufacturers that are really doing special things and different things. Yes, uh, such as like you know we had Black Star and and stuff well, like yeah. that. So your definition of you know what is a big or small kind of. Uh, you know, it's blending as much as the point. It's, it's blending. blending. We still like pulling the spotlight on the on the people that won't necessarily get it. Yeah. So, anyways, without further ado, what's going on in our music worlds this week? We need to check in with the lovely, the bespectacled, the hmm. besmirched hmm. Tanya <laughs> Tanya Bolonsky. Hmm. Tell us what's going Meh. on. Well, uh, Todd, this week, you know, we had talked in the past uh, a couple of episodes. I had a a uh, Union Jack 
uh, Rickenbacker style yes. uh, guitar coming. This from is the story that keeps giving. It keeps on giving. Well, the good news is, oh, <laughs> dear, there's things being thrown across. Volleys have been shot across the table. Yeah. Oh, dear. I think Billy snuck into the tequila a little bit. I think so. I mean, right. Maybe the absence. Go. Uh so finally, this uh, this guitar shows up after a couple of weeks sitting in I don't know probably Jersey City or something like that, um, and um, this was not one of my better buys, shall we say? Um, there's a couple of issues with it. I'll the, say it. Go ahead. I'll say it. It was not one of your better buys. <laughs> oh, thanks, Billy. It was not one of your better buys. So it's um it's cool. <laughs> It's fun. It's yeah, it's, it's fun. fun. It's, it's fun. kitschy. It's fun. It's it's, kitschy. A, it's a good five it's foot instrument. Next, this is gonna look great yeah. next to the the Chipson. Do you know what a five foot instrument is? I feel like you're walking me into a really bad joke here. A five foot instrument is something that looks pretty good from five feet away. Okay, gotcha. Okay, yeah. So I mean, it's 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 okay. The paint job is not great. The headstock is too long. Um, I changed out some of the parts on it already, and I'm just going to fix it up so that we have a semi-cool guitar here at the at the uh, it's, at the it studio. It sounds Ricky. It sounds Ricky. Yeah, right? it's, yeah. It's, just hang it's, it on the wall and look at it. Yeah, you know. yeah. Just don't get any closer than five feet. Right. <laughs> so, there. Long story you know, short, if with these two guitars, I think we could start an almost good band. <laughs> You think? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if only we had a bass player. Yes. <laughs> so that's, you know, again, I don't bat a thousand every time. This one is okay. It and, and and as Billy so eloquently said, not one of my better deals. So oh well. Sometimes yeah. you win, sometimes you lose. Yeah. Gotta know when to hold them, know when to fold grab them. that coffee cup you keep banging around. Shame any Christmas. <laughs> All right, Jared, about yourself. So uh, my friend Mike and I are collabing on music, um, and we just we just do this for fun because we live hours apart. And um, and it's he sends me something, and and I'll I'll put it my own spin on it, and it'll just become what it does. And I've been really trying to step out of the box and and going out of what I usually play. And I challenge everybody to do that. It's a difficult thing to do when you've been playing for 30 years a certain way. Well, I, I, um, I did a lead where I harmonized with the lead. I have a melody lead part in a harmony. So that was pretty cool. And I'm also using a lot of my, my guitars. So in doing this, project with my friend it's causing me to use a lot a lot of guitars that i own and that's making me feel good about purchasing them a long time ago <laughs> so it's all you know uh, been worth it and holding on to this stuff and you know i've traded and sold and bought um different along the way but a lot of my core guitars that i've had for a long time are getting new strings and getting played and so People yeah. out there, just find someone to collab music with and just play this crap out of your instruments, man. That's just what keeps me go. going. Yeah, I mean, yep. it, it, look, if you weren't playing them, at least you still have them holding your house down or else they would fly away. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's so it, it's a lot of fun playing them. It's like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. 
It makes it all worthwhile. So, yeah, so you're making them, you're making choices. Um, you know, some people. I think this is actually worth elaborating on a little bit because <clears throat> I think when you're writing stuff, some people can say, "Oh, this is just this is the one guitar I play," which is fine. Um, if you are collecting and you're you're trying to find something a, a special feel or a special sound or even even if it doesn't sound different, but just the the reaction that you get when you're playing it is different. Um, it is it, that can that can open up entirely new aspects to making music, and I think being open to something that maybe you think you're going to play with one guitar, but you end up playing with another is kind of fun. Yeah, it's a good discovery uh, journey with with instruments, definitely, especially when you want to record stuff. Yep. Indeed. Uh, Billy. Well, this week I um, got back a bass that I had uh, been playing years ago, a Campbell American bass. Campbell. Campbell American. Is it with a P, PB? Campbell. Yes. Camp okay, yes. yes. Uh, small builder. Campbell American. Only built a handful of basses. Yeah. Many guitars, including a transitung guitar, six string, which I have one of. Uh, but this was a bass, and um, it had a uh, basically a Music Man pickup in it, and it had uh, the the pickup set up as a split coil. That's that's the one, and. Um, and but I I had several issues going on with it, and it just needed to be set up, and uh, had like a, a string that I think was was it's like a music man mixed with the burns almost. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Kind of look yeah, at yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, yeah, it's kind of a music man feel. Yeah, and, but and burns with the long horn and, and the G and GNL GNL kind stuff. of feel. No, not Burns. But yeah, I've anyway. seen that. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, it, I know it's not rolling over like the vi like the violin scroll, but you know the elongated headstock and uh, the skinny elongated headstock. I got you. I got the, you. I got you. The longer gotcha. upper upper horn. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it, well balanced guitar, beautiful guitar. Anyway, um, um, so I had uh, my buddy Sean Bowers. Ah. Um, SB set up the pickup so that uh, instead of it being split and like a music man normally has um, the two coils in um, parallel, he put it in series. Okay. All right. Right. Well, normally if it's hum canceling, it would be they would be in series. Let me ask you this: After the I don't modification, know. What you're talking about now? Is it louder? Okay. It's louder now. Okay, so they were in parallel, and then by placing it in series, that makes it louder. I think it would be hum canceling no matter what. But we can have another discussion on that. It doesn't matter. I don't know. Let's figure it out now. <laughs> it was hum canceling before, and it was hum canceling now. But anyway, um, except when it was split, of course. Well, but, it depends. Uh, but, if yeah, the yeah, two yeah, coils yeah, yeah, yeah. are. Reverse wound, reverse right. polarity, uh, right, right, and right, then right, if you right, run them right, in parallel, right. in the, the series. Exactly. And it was, it was, it was, right. Are you guys trying to talk right. about pickups? Yeah, right. we're talking pickups. Yeah. So, so um, was, um, was, anyway, uh, 
Well, let's ask we our resident. We set it up. Oh, let's okay. ask our All resident right. pickup expert, Jared. So, if you have a typical, uh, like a Music Man pickup that has two coils, and yeah. those coils should be uh, reverse wound, reverse polarity to each other. If you run them in parallel versus series, are they still hum canceling? Uh, yes. 13 amps. Um, they are both hum canceling. However, if you run them in series or in parallel, rather, if, say, they're both 8K ohms, mm-hmm. uh, both coils are like a dirty fingers, and you run them in parallel, you'll end up with like 4K. Okay. So it's like a so, speaker. You have, if in, in series and parallel, you either cut, yeah, it's cut the, the same image concept. in half. Okay. So, Billy, yeah, the idea was to make it louder, right? No. See, I got that right, too. <laughs> well, you're betting a All one I can see is like Julia Roberts with the uh, mask floating that, in front of her face. Well, okay, so here's the deal. It sounded really cool when you would split the coil so there was just one coil operating. Right. But it was noisy. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. And... Um, so you changed it to a series so parallel changed, switch. No. 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 <laughs> Did not do that either. Wow. Uh, Just put them in series and put, so I got one volume, one tone control, and one bass roll off. Okay. Bum, ba, da, dum, bum, so bum. no switch. No switch. No switch. And you made it active. It, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's passive. It's always been passive. It's still passive. Okay. Is it yeah. passive aggressive? <laughs> yeah, it is now. Uh, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, so anyway. Um, well, that's cool. Um, so you're happy yeah. with the way it sounds? Yeah. What, what's the... Beautifully what's the, happy with it. Is it a sunburst? No. <laughs> <laughs> it is not. What color Mine is it? Mine is a, it's like a translucent uh, Olympic white. Ooh. Oh, okay. So you can like see the Mary wood grain through it. Yes. That's cool. Yes. Bingo. Okay. You got that right. You can see <laughs> some wood grain through it. Great. And like it Mary has Kay. and it has a white pickguard. No. No. <laughs> it has no. No. <laughs> That's a tortoise shell pickguard. Okay. That's nice. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's a rock and guitar, man. That's great. That sounds like a really cool. And looking, I have a it's Hawaiian. A great shape. I, ha- I, I really and, like yeah, the shape. Yeah, it's a it's a cool shape. It's a very cool shape. It's very well balanced and I have a sticker on it from the North Shore of Oahu from Haleiwa. It says Haleiwa. So okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Fantastic. It's a freaking surf. It's it, not, it's not a, only rocking. Is it's it a, a diamond-shaped sticker? No. <laughs> <laughs> we can't. We just can't get anything right with Billy today, can we? Uh, no. I don't think so. All right. Well, that's cool. I don't know why you're playing a left-handed bass in the first place. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Wrong again. (laughs) He plays it upside down. Uh, Anyways. What about you, Toddly? Well, I got something really fantastic in the mail. I have got a a lovely set of... um, Coconuts? (laughs) A lovely set of in-laws. Didn't say that. uh, I had my birthday uh, earlier this month. Happy birthday. Thank you. They sent me a a couple of Sweetwater, you know, bits and... uh, and also, my work did that for me, which is really wow. awesome. And uh, so, I have been eyeballing the fen- the newer 
new. I guess they haven't really done them in the past, but the, the Fender pedal board. Ah. And I, you know, what's really interesting is, you know, I hit the the internet and I was like, well, let me see what the reviews on are this. And it was crazy how many people were kind of poo-pooing these things. And, but then the other ones were like, don't listen to it. They're great. So I said, what the heck? I'm going to try it. I, you know, I got my. Says, my, says the Fender employee. Yeah. <laughs> I got my fantastic uh, rep over at, at Sweetwater. Yes. Um, who uh, I talked to today. <laughs> Just a joke. Um, and. Did you get candy? It showed up, man. I got the candy. It ah, showed up. This nice. thing is awesome. Okay. I am so impressed with it. I truly am. I'm not blowing smoke. It is a really nice piece of gear. They, they, it's kind of like, you know, when we talk about things, what do we, what do we like about things and what, what would be great if it was better like this? It's like they all sat down and they said, what would we like to actually do different on pedal boards? Because pedal boards have, you know, they, they kind of follow a lot of the same patterns for good reason, because, yeah. you know, form follows function in, in many of these cases, right? Correct. They solved a lot of the things that I've found issue with like surface area on the actual top of the board instead of being bound to just saying i gotta put my pedals on where the bars are or it being um you know like hey that's really cool i'd love to pay a thousand dollars to have a professional pedal board maker like totally route my cables underneath they provided a way to do that nice They've got a really smart system of securing your actual uh, power supply that doesn't require all kinds of power tools and hardware and drilling things. And just every inch of this thing, they said, how can we make this a little bit smarter, a little bit easier to use? It is super lightweight. It's super strong. And and it came in this really fantastic, very well padded case i'm gonna try standing on it. it right now would that be okay with you uh the case sure go knock no no out. on the the pedal board <laughs> uh i guess so i don't really i mean i'm not gonna stand on it. i don't know they're, they're designed for that but anyways and it's a hybrid too so you've got um you've got the the sides that are made out of um this really fantastic um, molded like nylon or, or something. It, it appears to be some kind of nylon material. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just really impressed. It, it's it's a great a great board and um, cost wise, I mean it was it was 160 bucks, which is nothing to sneeze at. I don't you know that's that's a lot of money. No, but to, by comparison to some of the other things that are out there, you're getting a lot for your your you got to get a lot of bang for your buck here. That's for dang sure. So yeah. I'm I'm really excited about that. So uh, you know, the, it came to mind. Uh, uh, there's a classic photo from the probably 50s or 60s at Fender of they were trying to show that Fender necks were really strong. So they have a neck sitting between two chairs, and a somewhat portly individual yeah. is standing on top of the neck. And that's why I kind of said, "Yeah, I stand on your." Pedal board. Yeah, I get it. I'm yeah. following. Can I explain? You probably could. I mean, it's it's a uh, I'm as far as gauge of steel or of uh, aluminum. Yeah, it's brushed aluminum. And aluminum. Aluminum. Um, it's uh, it's pretty heavyweight as far as that goes. You know, um, yeah. very impressed. I'm very impressed. If you're thinking about this, I'd say go for it because I've been looking at pedal boards 
extensively. And and I just I haven't pulled the trigger on one because I'm like I just don't. I'm not seeing what I want. I'm not seeing the things that fix the things that I need to have happen. And um, and I also am like, man, I can't shell out a whole bunch of dough for this. I just I can't. Yeah. Um, so this this worked out beautifully. I was very, very happy with what I got. Hey, Todd. What's up, Tony? You got this new pedal board. Yes. What do you need to put this pedal board together? That is a great question. Um, I'm going to need more of the thing that I already have, which, which are? is tour gear designs, patch cables. I love Specifically them. Specifically because the the way that um, – and maybe I should – I might share this. Maybe I'll share it. I don't know if I'll share it. I don't know. I feel weird about sharing my board. Yeah. I don't know if I should. Because you have such top secret things on yeah, there. Yeah, it's top secret. Anyways. I think you should share it. Um, the way that I have the board set up, mm-hmm. I'm utilizing the um, the JHS switchback. Ah, that make uh, so I have to do a little bit of um, octopus kind of loop. loop loop stuff. Um, so I'm going to need some slightly longer cables. Ah. I don't want to pay through the nose for them. Well, and I need to guarantee that they're gonna work. Well, you know, tour gear design patch cables are the bomb. That is true, and I'm going to be able to get those extra links without taking out a bank loan. That is correct. The but the one torch was not denied a bank loan this time. <laughs> but there's one thing more because, you know, when you load up your shopping cart there. Yeah, I'm going to save money right away with the coupon code, the guitar knobs. I'm going to save 10% on my order. So that's going to be going out real soon. So Nice. Yeah, very cool. Um, we're going to get on to our little retrospective on the show called Nam. Billy and I, somehow I coaxed Billy into going. <laughs> and I coaxed Johnny Morales from yeah. Oakland Guitars to, to go out there, too. I, I mean, I was surprised that I was able to do that. <laughs> um, but Because I was like, hey, look, if we're going to go, let's get an Airbnb. It'll, it should be affordable for us. We're going to have a great time. And, and we did. We did just that. It was a really great time and it made me think about on this last episode tony you brought up a bunch of stuff about you know like different road trips we've gone on yeah and i instantly i was like man i want to go on another one of those yeah you know um and i think it'd be really fun to you know maybe go hit uh, one of the isn't the pennsylvania show coming up pretty soon well the dallas show is coming up next week yeah that's on the second and second through the sixth something like that of may yeah a little short run for me i can't i need more timing than that but yeah but the pennsylvania one is is coming out in the summer i think isn't it mm, there's usually a f- summer philly show well anyways yeah uh, philly, philly philly yeah specifically anyways i just was like hey we should go somewhere you know okay just like and and pull billy along to this one too you know um, no no i'm not going to philly <laughs> yeah <laughs> we could go to nashville and hang out with jared down there ah in the secret, always in could. the secret room yeah uh, That's right. Anyway, so in this case, we went out to Anaheim and we had um, lots of fantastic adventures. <laughs> um, and we'll probably pull some more some more of those up, you know, in the future as we recall stories and stuff. Uh, but speaking specifically about the things that aren't quite as you know personal because that's kind of hard to go through. Like like if you weren't there, it was like guys, why are you talking about like the things that we don't that we weren't there for. Um, I will share some of that out on Instagram, and it'll be funny. Uh, but specifically, 
about the NAM thing. One thing that was really interesting is that there were some major players that were not there. Ah, yes. Big ones. Yes. Uh, without naming all those, just think of whoever you think is really big and they weren't there. Hmm. All right. And that goes for um, electronics companies as well as guitar companies as well as amp companies. It's like almost, I mean, it was kind of shocking to the point where they were able to house almost all of it in just in, one, in hall. one floor, in or, one hall. Yeah. Or one, one building. Building. Yes. You know, without using one the downstairs. building. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because always there was, you know, the downstairs, the downstairs the upstairs, the and other then building. other buildings for, yeah. you know, sound reinforcement and things like that. So all the pro audio gear and everything yeah. that I think was in the other building. We didn't manage to get over there, but um, I wanted to, but just time eluded us. Yes. Eluded us. In this case, we we did we walked it for two days and it was absolutely fabulous mm -hmm. um and we got to see all kinds of new things which i was really hoping to see and it paid off we met lots of people that either we have been wanting to get on the show or weren't even aware of that, that mm. now are going to be on the show so we got lots of great guests out of this that are coming on the show in fact we got one coming up next week <gasps> Let's start with this uh, person, Billy. Um, so we have Grez Guitars coming on. Nice. And Grez Guitars, uh, Barry uh, sent us out uh, one of the guitars. We, we were really blown away when we when we got there. Uh, we went over to their booth, and uh, they're you know they're really great looking guitars. Um, and you know whenever you're seeing new gear, you're like, so. Tell me why this is special, right? Why should I care about this uh, other than it looks really cool and it's a guitar, which, you know, I'm pretty much there on that alone. These are out of Petaluma, California. And the most unique thing about these, I think, is that they are made um, out of, I believe, reclaimed redwood. Mm -hmm. The reason that that matters is unbeknownst to me, even growing up in California, I didn't realize Redwood was so light. Mm -hmm. It is incredibly light. These guitars, you probably have pedals that weigh more than this guitar. <laughs> I mean, honestly. Yeah. It, it's shocking. For sure. It almost it almost feels like, wait, what's wrong? Why this is wrong? It doesn't feel like something you've, you've you know... It's like you're wearing a huge ukulele or something. Yeah, I mean, they're lighter than even like old Dan Electros. I mean, yeah. Dan Electros were masonite with a you know wooden core. Yeah, and these are redwood, and uh, they are um, chambered bodies um, mm -hmm. and not, you know, they didn't do those like two giant chambers with a big block down the middle. Like they're being very strategic and maintaining resonance while cutting down weight, while, you know... They have a very unique sound too, um, and they, you know, they look great. They play. I, I was really happy with the way they played. Yeah, and there's there's a guy making them, which is cool. We met the guy, and the guy's going to be on the show. Nice. And he's going to tell us all about why he decided to make that guitar, these guitars rather. That's Grez Guitars, G R E Z Guitars, and uh, Billy. I've been yapping about this. Tell me your experience. My experience with Grez? Yes. 
Well, <laughs> yes. Or the show. Or the show? Yeah. Uh, no, the Grez. show. Grez, Grez specifically. Okay. We're talking about Grez right now. Let's let's stay on that. Yeah. So first of all, my first question is: Is Grez his name, or is it short for res- resonating? Res? Is it a? What is it? I think his last name has a, is is kind of Eastern European and has lots of consonants uh, in line with each other. Okay. 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 Yeah. So there's that. Shorten to Grez. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of an old, like, uh, you know, those old silver tones, those, those that look like a duo jet. Um, and, um, they were just super lightweight, but this is like this high endy, like, it just feels like magic, like butter, you know, like the necks are butter. Yeah. Like yeah. everything about the shape of the neck just like fits in your hand and, you know, all the frets are like. It's very um, sturdy. You get this feeling that it's not going to fall apart, even though it's light enough to like crunch. You know, it's just, it's like it's just weird. It's like being in a in a um, a super cool like experimental aircraft that's like super lightweight and you're Made flying of aluminum along. and yeah, mylar. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's like I could fly in this thing. It's, yeah. it's but you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's What's cool. that feeling. Uh, and to give a little bit more, I, I'm, we're going to butcher the name. So Tony, you want to take a stab at, at the name? Uh, where is it here? I can't see it. It's like Grz, Grzybik. Grzybik. Yeah. There you go. Grisbick, Grisbick, it's something like that. He could just be he'll G- tell us. G-R-E-Z. Yeah, which Grr, it is. So, um, anyways, uh, he was he was a great guy. Uh, he was eager to talk to us about his guitars. He was very proud of him as he should yeah. be. Yeah. Um, so we're really looking forward to having him on the show and ex- and exploring um, you know a, a brand that we weren't familiar with. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. I was familiar with him. Were you? I'd heard of them before. Yeah. I'd seen some. I, I've heard of them, but I have not experienced them. So being able to do that yes. was, was quite nice. Uh, Billy, you want to do a, a, a tit for tat here, as it were? Was there uh, one that you wanted to uh, throw out there? We'll kind of volley back and forth. Okay, sure. Sure. My favorite of the show. Should we get to my favorite of do the it, show? Do it, man. Just Why go not? for it. Right at the top. Right out of the gate. Valiant Guitars. All right. From Ukraine. Ah. They were just uh, the best made guitar. I, I, let me let me backtrack. You want me to clap there? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to specify that it was okay. the best made bass guitar okay. that okay. I've played. Okay. Okay. Like ever? Period. Maybe short. I don't know. My Campbell American's pretty phenomenal, but that bass was incredible. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it really, but this it really bass I played was. at the at the show was amazing. Yeah, um, yeah, they had. Well, they've got they've got a great uh, website and and yeah. uh, it shows some of the different models. What's that the was one the, there on the I, left. I think there. that was the TNT body. Yeah, the TNT was pretty amazing. Um, and it's in a tiger flame uh, maple with uh, man, you know, man. It, it was just, um, first I, of all, I, it was I, nicely you, you weighted. Got stuck there. It was nicely weighted. Yep. Uh, it was not too heavy. In fact, it was more on the light side than heavy. Um, 
One of the first features that really impressed me was that the pickup cover was made of wood. So you could use it as a rest, you know, for your thumb or like, you know, if you were one of those guys that um, might normally play with a, a little piece of slab underneath the string as a depth, um, you know, something to pick against. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, for like speed, um, you could use it that way because it was just, it had that feel like, you know, um, like it was just naturally uh, weighted and um, just felt good, you know, when your finger landed on ergonomically it. Ergonomically correct. Just ergonomically correct. Yes. I, yes. Uh, and, jeez, um, and then all the hardware, they make all the hardware except for, I believe, the tuners. Is that right? I think the the tuners were the only thing that they don't make themselves, okay? But the bridges, they make themselves. The pickups, they wind themselves. The pick covers, pickup covers, they wind themselves. And, um, um, man, it was just a well-made guitar, and the price is, is pretty reasonable for such a finely made, handmade guitar guitar yeah and it was oh, beautiful oh the nut super beautiful the nut, the nut that was, was the yeah, thing man that was the cool nuts too. on the bases and the guitars yes it is an adjustable height nut yeah made out of brass yeah and that was just so you could raise cool. and lower a screw underneath each string yeah it, it was that was really cool that legitimate was cool. because you're not stuck with a, yeah, well, now I need legit. a whole new nut right it was legit yep um and uh, specifically on that bass, I'm going to give away my mm -hmm. Southern California roots here. Mm -hmm. uh, that's what we'd call a three-stringer on the back. So, uh, like, longboards have oh. a, a piece of wood down the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Down the center of it. Mm -hmm. And depending on how many layers of laminate, they'll put, like, you know, light, dark, light, dark, light, dark. Mm-hmm. Some are like a single string, some are yeah, two, yeah. and so right. like a three stringer is typically what you'd find on like a long board for stability. Ooh, gotcha. And on the back of these necks, I saw that, I'm like, hey, there's a three stringer. There you go. Yeah. Yep. Kind of neat. Yep. So they've, they put a lot of cool science into these and, mm -hmm. and cool engineering, but it doesn't look like an overly engineered guitar, and sometimes right. that can happen. Right. Um, the guys were just super nice. I mean, they took so much time with us. Yep. And, you know, we weren't a big shop trying to buy, you know, you know, a hundred guitars or whatever. We're just really interested. And they told us a story about everything. I didn't, I got, keeping track of Billy at the show was hilarious for me. Because <laughs> I'm like, where's Billy? And the thing is, if I lose Billy, Billy's going to be lost. Because he's not going to be like, hey, I need to find Todd. He's like, well, I'm here, you know. Uh, so <laughs> I I'm, I turn the corner. I'm like, crap, freaking lost Billy again. And I'm looking around, and he had been playing that bass for quite some time. And I came up, and the first thing he said is, this is the, this is the best instrument here. Uh, yeah. Like right out of the gate. By we far. had picked up loads wow. of them. Yeah. So coming from you, who has so many instruments, I, I mean, that means a lot. Yeah. That That's a... Uh, Best that, in the show. Yeah. Right there. Um, and they were super kind. They gave us um, coins, commemorative coins from the Ukraine. 
that were minted to help support their effort, the the war effort. Um, and they were, they were just really great. And, and they're really fine instruments. So besides the bass, they had a full range of guitars, which were also just really cool. Mm-hmm. And they, they took attention to like all kinds of other details that, you know, just were different. So they, in familiar shapes, we found unique elements. And I thought that that was a, a nice little bit there. Mm-hmm. So they'll be on the show. Mm-hmm. Two. There's two for. Two. Yep. There's a two for. Um, on it, it, talking about smaller bits, I'm going to take this right now. We ran across uh, this company called Rocklock. And Rocklock is. I think it was a really great alternative to like the the metal style, uh, uh, more familiar like the Schaller and uh, um, did, does did Dario make those? Or, Dunlop. Uh, Dunlop. Dunlop makes uh, you know so just the metal kind of, yep, of strap, strap locks. locks. Yep. The what they've kind of solved for is that those strap locks all require um, most require a piece of hardware that you have to refit to your guitar. Where Billy and I took note of this was, you know, Billy's got a lot of vintage instruments that maybe you don't want to switch out, like, the new hardware for. You don't want to mess around with that. These are two-piece plastic, uh, but they're very, very uh, high-grade, very thick, very strong-feeling plastic. And there's one part that kind of screws on and holds the strap in place. And then once that's on, you just you pinch the little sides and you can pop it off of on and off of any guitar, any guitar yeah. that has right. uh, strap hardware. So I thought that was a pretty unique little thing. I hadn't mm-hmm. really seen anything that um, mm-hmm. that uh, solves that need, you know. So... Check that out. That's called Rock Lock. R O K L O K. All right. Yep. That was cool. Yeah, that was super cool. That was cool. And um, okay, I've got one for I'll, you. Tom. I'll, we'll post pictures yeah, of yeah, uh, yeah. these uh, as much as we can here too. Go ahead, Billy. Um, I was impressed with. Oh, sorry. Wait, Jared. Oh, Jared, Jared. You would love these things because you've got a lot of expensive, uh, well, I would say collectible guitars. That um, lock knobs. Who? What? What do you think? The lock knobs you were just yeah, talking yeah, yeah. About? The rock locks. Rock I think lock. rock I think locks. You okay. Benefit okay. from this. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Billy. Yeah. Rock locks. R O K L O K. Yep. You had? Do you have samples with you? Um. Yes, we each have a sample here. Awesome. I gotta come in. I want to come in and get my guitar phone. Uh, soon anyway, so I would love to check that out. I got to do an episode there at the studio. Yeah, well, been a while. Well, we got uh, Dr. No two days from now. Just saying, anyways, Billy, go ahead. Um, okay, so, um, on to a different piece of gear. I was impressed with Surfy Bear. Oh man! Reverb Surfy unit. Bear. They're going to be on the show. Okay, so it's a uh, it's a foot pedal reverb unit, yeah. and instead of the traditional, it, it uses okay, so it does use a traditional spring reverb, um, you know, unit. It's got 
you know, a, a tank, a piece of, yeah, it's got a tank, you know, with the piece of metal suspended by springs, you know, just like in an old fender. Yeah. Okay. But instead of using a, a tube uh, circuit, it uses MOSFET. Okay. And so it's contained within a, you know, like a kind of a, it's like the tank size. So not like, pedal. not like a, a head, it's just more like a. Yeah, they have one that's a little bit more, you know, it's durable that kind of has an old Tolex wrapped sort of a pedal. Mm -hmm. You can get it like that, or you can get it as a, you know, just basically looks like any other foot pedal you'd put on your um, pedal board. And, um, you know, (laughs) you just stomp on it, and which is also kind of cool because just like uh, (laughs) the reverb tank on your Fender guitar. Yeah. If you bang on it, you know, or jump up and down <laughs> enough, it'll shake the, it'll shake the, the, the tank, and make, yeah. So and and I saw somebody using that uh, with a local surf band a couple of weeks ago, and I thought, hey, how are they doing that? That's what they were using, okay. But they had they had a bunch of these um, being demoed at Nam, and I was impressed, and I I've got to have one. I've yeah. got to I've got to get one of those, you know. So that was cool. Uh, those were really cool. really well made things yeah. too, and yeah. surprisingly, and great sound, great sound. They had yeah. normal sized tanks, you know, like the, that would be in your you know your traditional Fender amp, but they also had ones that were smaller, mm-hmm. um, and they got pretty much the same sound, you know, maybe not quite as long of a you know right. Deep, deep sound, but close enough that, you know, if close enough for jazz and surf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was um, really impressive. Uh, and, and they were very, very well made. They've got a great range. They have mm-hmm. things for all ways to use yeah. their pedals. Like oh. if you want to be like, wow. man, I want a big amp top thing and it's all, it's got wood and all that stuff. They have that. The other cool thing was they had this one pedal that um, you could dial in where the reverb would swell. Okay, so like a mid frequency where it would swell, and and so you could you could you could taper it up and off of that swell point. Okay, right. So like maybe a reverb unit might normally just have you know but this could you could you could you could change that that midpoint you know that that mid frequency point of where it was going to be yeah biggest at yeah okay that was really neat yeah that was yeah. really neat so yeah. uh instead of only having your tone control to do that you could have basically a tone control on your reverb itself. Dig it. Okay, but it was a separate pedal, and, and that was that was fascinating to me. Yeah, that was very useful. So looking those two, forward those to two things them on together. Yeah, I want to know more about all that and how that works. Um, I'm going to bring up uh, speaking of the pedals. Um, we checked out another Greek builder, which I was really stoked on, and they were. Really great guys to talk with. They're called Crazy Tube Circuits. And um, they were actually paired up right next to Jam Pedals, who's been on the show before. Oh, yeah. 
And they've got, uh, let's see here, one, two, three, uh, 12, 15. They've got like 20 some odd pedals out there. And they sounded great. And they've, they're like, hey, pair this one with this one. They knew which ones were what paired well with each other, which was very helpful there, you know, so you could get an idea of how some of these things worked out. Really great builds. The standout pedal for me in their collection was called the Superconductor. The Superconductor was a, four boost circuits in one pedal. And instantly we were like, oh, hello. That's very interesting. Uh, so it's got one big knob that just uh, is basically the output. And then you have the option to select between these different um, these, these different well-known, you know, they're based off of well-known boost circuits. Um, there's a, a silicon-based one. There's a JFET-based one. There's an op-amp-based one. And there's a MOSFET-based one. Um, and, man, it's like when you think, oh, it's a boost. How different could it be? When you put those into one single circuit, um, the, the difference was huge. It also allows you to switch between 9-volt and 18-volt um, on the fly so you can get the it, – it, it does the rails so you can do the added headroom kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has an EQ for the reg- regular or fat. A- outstanding pedal. Really <laughs> so useful. You put that on your board in front of your drive if you're doing like a stack drive and you put this in front of it, holy mackerel – your your drive stack is going to open up and it, you will have four different colors of that drive stack immediately. Like, I got to get that pedal <laughs> because I need it. You need it. <laughs> yes. Justify it that way. I yeah, need it. Yeah, it was great. So they'll be on the show. Looking forward to that. Billy. Okay. Here's, here, here's an odd one, Todd. Uh, I don't know if you... We really got to pay much attention to this. Um, <laughs> and I don't know that anybody will, but it was very unique. It was uh, it was a company called Soul Pedal. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they had, they had basically, <laughs> you know, like you have a, an insert you put in your shoe, right? Right. You know, to like absorb uh, impacts. They, they had these based on yeah. a bunch of Crocs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, 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 no. Classic. No, that's they, not true. You know. No, they no. did. They had a whole bunch of Crocs. You could try them on and you know, put them on. They did. That was the whole thing. But go ahead. Oh, no. I didn't have any Crocs. Yes, they did. No. They're, you they're, you can change, you change the pedal in your shoe? Why would you change the pedal in your shoe? Go ahead. No, 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 no. So anyway, you put this insert in your in your shoe. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Bless you. And um, (laughs) and it would it would um, it would send a signal to this uh, thing, this computer device, right? And it was basically a wall pedal. You could rock your foot and use it like a wall. Right. You could use your shoe or an expression as your a volume. Wall. 
I think it did you too, could, right? You could, you could do volume, yeah. So you could, you soul, could, soul you could tap, you could tap your toe or tap your heel to change settings, okay? And you could program this duff, right? But um, yeah, so um, you could you could stand there and and be Jimi Hendrix, just dancing out on the edge of your uh, you know your runway, you know. And I didn't. I missed the whole. I missed the whole Croc thing. Man, that's a Croc, huh? So, do the same yeah. people that design this pedal do they design trinkets for people to cheat against blackjack at the casino? <laughs> I mean, maybe. Maybe I, I don't know. know but it, it was know, it was man. pretty wild. And it, it was, was like, pretty wild. Hey, yeah. you can get your own custom built insert. And this expensive yeah. piece of hardware. Yeah, you could probably it put was, that in like in. It was kind of wild. Like, I, like I in, don't like in the pads of your of your glasses. You know where it sits on your nose, and you wiggle your nose a little bit, and you're like, "Hey, I'm holding the twenty. I, I, I'm holding the the twenty one card." Yeah, yeah. it is, it is very interesting. And he he was a very impassioned man. <laughs> cool. Uh, all right. So, yeah, but yeah, soul pedal. All right. Uh, Pretty crazy. Let's see oh, here. Pedal. Yeah. Um, so one of the other, I'm on the pedal kick right now. Uh, we swung over to our friends at Schnobletone. Schnobletone. Um, unfortunately, Roman wasn't there. Uh, oh. He was dealing with something. But um, uh, Nicholas Poppin was there, a great guitar player. Nah. And um, he, he was like, hey, make sure you swing by and say hi. So we did that. We went over, showed us a bunch of their new pedal line. Uh, I was going through them, playing a Strat. Oh, <laughs> uh, that had yeah. to be tough for you, Todd. It was. It was, right? I saw Todd play. Guess how many Strats I saw him like play? three or four. Nice. Yeah, it was crazy. I got pictures, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we need some posters. They're not very useful. You know, the thing is, though, I will say this. I don't understand why people were using strats for demos of pedals because really kind of a strat only, you know. They it, just it feel like the, half output. I mean, it's just well, half the output. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and, and it's like that high end. It, it's just the, the high frequency. Mm. output and i just i thought that, that was very limiting i thought it was limiting mm. especially when it came to some of these distortion pedals that you know yeah could have sounded phenomenal with you know a humbugger or something yeah i, 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 I yeah. was i was kind of conf confused by that so you know hey if you're given a demo on pedals have some options there or something you yeah. know something that you can switch yeah, I agree. You there know. were a lot of it was just kind, kind of weird, weird. yeah um it, specifically it came down to uh one pedal that absolutely stood out for me in their in their new line of of pedals and it was called the horsepower and this features a volume a gain a, a bass and a treble um it it basically you know, it, it it it's based off of the the uh, you know the well known Klon pedal, right? Now, hold on. What before you say? I've never heard before of you this. roll your eyes. What is this Klon right. pedal that you speak of? Before you roll your eyes, he said, "Now wait for this." He plugged me in, and he took me to uh, Nicholas was helping me out here, and we got into the gain section of it, and 
this went from like literally just a, a boost with almost no color or anything all the way to a totally awesome sounding like I'll say fuzz okay instantly I was like okay this pedal right here super super versatile and with a strat made it sound fantastic hmm. um I was really surprised by that because typically if you see a clone clone you're not you're going to get you know the option to have you know more gain usually um if people are modifying them this one took it to a whole other level highly recommend checking that pedal out super versatile um and built like a tank so really cool yeah. really really cool cool knobs yeah uh let's see billy okay so um uh, let me uh uh can i bring up no one of our, one of our favorite stops along the way yeah man let's talk about it okay i'm well, wearing the t-shirt right now about this. it's called black mountain yeah they go black under mountain black mountain guitar. picks oh black black because they mountain. started out with pick. the uh okay. the spring-loaded pick okay. okay that was their okay so let's foray. let's ease in let's ease into this let's, by let's todd ease into it baby tell them about the spring-loaded pick that impressed you yeah well you know we came up and we we're like hey what's this black mountain stuff and the first thing they said is try this pick and it was, you know, sort of like a, a, a thumb pick, a typical thumb pick that you would see for like, you know, uh, acoustic picking, you know, the kind that has like a little yeah, clip the, on it yeah. so it sticks to your thumb. But this was spring-loaded, so the tension was variable. And I said, oh, that's kind of nice and comfortable. And as we were talking, I was explaining how, you know, and I've talked about on the show, like I've, I've run into a problem with my hand, which I recently got figured out. Um, but I was explaining it to the guy and or to the to one of the representatives, and they said, Todd "Oh, gets hand cramps. You need to talk about you need you you need to talk to the guy, the maker, right?" He came over, and we got in this fantastic conversation. Super animated guy, wicked smart. Like you could tell, he was like an engineering kind of guy, and he was an absolute delight to talk to. And I told him about the problem. And he's like. That's this would be this would be perfect for it, and he started telling me how I could actually modify it to help it fit my hand better. That started off on this other conversation, and he said, "I want to show you something." Wait. Oh, then wait before okay. that. Okay, before In that. Main, so while Todd is getting blown away by this fancy spring-loaded pick, <laughs> okay, I'm getting blown away by this fancy spring-loaded slide. Okay, they have them for, you know, pinky slide, long t t traditional, you know, like bottleneck players, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, I play a knuckle slide myself, and they had one that was uh, actually about the size that would uh, fit, you know, on a, on a knuckle. Um, and um, it would cover maybe two strings. But the same principle, it's got a little spring-loaded uh, plastic piece here that, that makes the... Um, um, knuckle slides stay on your finger yeah. okay and it's kind of nice because i'm always worried about that you know and i've had them fly off in the middle of the show you know i've got Oops. this knuckle slide on and i like you know go to say hi to somebody whoop there goes my knuckle slide you know and uh yeah yeah it was so really that. cool so there was that okay and and, and by the way this is then. this yeah. this is cole mcbride 
yeah. they were out of, yeah. uh, I think, Vancouver. I, I, if I remember, I think they were out of Vancouver. But um, Cole McBride, and he had a delightful Canadian, a thick Canadian accent. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> um, right. He was a great guy to talk to. I can't wait to have him on the show. They have, now, yeah. then they he have said, a grizzly, grizzly paw on there. Uh, yeah. Uh, he uh, said, hey, logo. guys, I, I want to show you this thing. And <laughs> he brought over this um, piece of equipment that instantly Billy and I, uh, our jaws hit the floor. Because what we were looking at was something called uh, the, um, the freewheel pedal. When we first looked at it, I was like, oh, this is going to be some kind of crazy gimmick. But with the minute we, we, each of us held it, I mean, we looked at each other and we're like, holy crap, this is, this is, this is the, the piece of gear from the show. This is like the piece of gear for the entire show. It was built, it felt like, um, you know, when you hold uh, one of the, like the Rat 2, uh, the second version of the Rat with the crinkle mm-hmm. coating on it, but it's built like a tank. It's like, nothing's going to hurt this thing, right? Like military spec. Yeah, it was military spec. Uh, solid aluminum knobs on the back, which was also cool. It was like, oh, the knobs are on the back. And there wasn't a lot of room on the front because aside from the two foot switches, uh, which had an engage and a boost, so this is an overdrive pedal, there was this huge chunky solid piece of aluminum with heavy knurls on it and numbers and it was a foot con- it was like a foot roller for the overdrive but it's like it's got a spring cam in it and so that when you react when you interact with it it doesn't just like slide all over the place this thing was fantastic billy and i both left and we're like Oh my gosh, can you believe that thing? I wonder when it's going to come out. This is going to be incredible. This was a piece of gear for the year or for the show. Went and I said, we should go back and see if we can get one. And we went back and we said, can you put us, is there like, can we order this now? And she's like, oh yeah, we'll send you in. As soon as they, as soon as we finish production, you'll be, you know, you'll get the first ones out. So Bill and I each both said, absolutely right now. Heck yeah. Right. From a, from a, pedal enthusiast standpoint from a drive enthusiast i'm a drive guy i love drives this was just too cool and the interaction the actual user experience of it a lot of times you see things and you're like look i invented this really crazy thing and it feels like a really crazy thing and it can be a little bit hokey like the sole foot thing um and other various pieces of uh accessories and equipment that we saw but this thing was absolutely legit, and I cannot wait to get this uh, shipped out. It was so cool. So Black Mountain, they're going to come on the show when they're getting ready to uh, release the pedal. So probably, they said sometime, probably early fall. So maybe we'll be talking to them uh, towards the end of summer. Nice. Very exciting. Very nice. That was that was one of the highlights for me, like okay. seeing something like, wow, okay, that's that's totally different completely different than anything else at the show uh tony or billy sorry we'll do a couple more of these and we'll uh um, billy already did his yeah billy you got more right no it's your turn Todd. It's your turn. i just did it oh no yeah I, okay gotcha we, yeah. well <laughs> that I was do, a joint effort. i do well, want to mention it was a joint effort yeah there there was, was a, a joint because we yeah yeah we had we we were we had and yeah 
it's going to be fun having those guys on the show. It is. Because yeah. I I have more ideas of what they could do with that, that roller. Oh, pedal. I'm sure I they mean, could come out I'm with like an God. entire line of yeah, that. So stuff. anyway. Um, so I do have another one. Even you want just me to as speak? an expression thing. Would you like me to speak? Yeah, I have yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Go, go. Okay. Here's back to another guitar. Wait, before you do that, oh. one of the, the great things... <laughs> One of the great things, you know, we, we're in the mix around this, you know, the, the big pedal uh, island, and we were just seeing, I was like, we're trying to talk to people, and we're playing, we're like, hey, don't go anywhere, hey, good to see you, and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. So shout out to uh, like Tone Jerks, and all the different people that I were waving to that we maybe even didn't, oh didn't get to talk to that much. Um, but as I was passing by somebody, I saw a hand wa- uh, raise up to put a some kind of uh, like a drink in the mouth and I said drink and John ah! Snyder John Snyder <laughs> turned and he looked at me and I was like I can't believe I caught that I actually caught him nice. about to take a drink so I said drink <laughs> it was great so we talked to John Snyder he's going to be coming back on the show oh good uh, we we hung out with Demi Dash and just a, a whole slew of others and if I'm forgetting you know, we, we talked with Stringjoy, one of the first people that were ever on our show. Uh, we and and um, it was all the little like run-ins with people was great. But this show particularly is about introducing a couple new things that we found that were noteworthy. Billy Go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we're distracting each other tonight. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. So. Uh, uh, Another totally different thing I'd uh, not seen before. Maybe someone else has seen it, but we saw Mule Resophonic Guitars yes. from Saginaw, Michigan. Man, those things were awesome. They were, um, I, I mean, I, I don't know if it's my kind of thing or not, but it was unique. Um, they had like... Guitars that look like banjos and sound like banjos. They had banjos that look like guitars and sound like guitars. I don't know what they were, but they were made of metal. They were like some of them. Some, some of them, them were, were made, made of made metal. Of wood some with of resonators. them were made of. Yeah, it was weird, man. There was all kinds of crazy stuff. But um, and some of them were light and some of them were heavy. It was it was all a lot. But they had resonator guitars, basically resonator type equipment. And um, some of them were, it felt like they were made back in the 20s, you know, like that out of that same metal, like that, but like well that made, gra- like not that your janky. grandfather's train set was made out of, you know, like metal that was yeah. like forged from, you know, but they weren't janky. Viking steel. A lot of know. things that are like sort of old timey yeah. can be and feel janky. Yeah. These were absolutely yeah, not. Yeah, These are like legit, yeah, yeah. really well-made instruments. Yeah, and they had really great feeling necks. Uh, I would say yeah, that had about the, them. Uh, the offset, um, offset V. Yeah, uh, on the back. Yeah, so just and like, offset D. Oh yeah, right. So it fit right in your hand, right in your palm. Yeah. Um, the Telecasters. They had Telecaster bodies that were um, made. Uh, they were metal, uh, um, which was really neat. Yeah, yeah, there was a, yeah, a Telecaster that was made of metal, and it was hollow, and I don't know, it was, it was just, it kind of, it was kind of mind-blowing, it was hard to get my, my head wrapped around everything that was going on with them. Um, yeah. I don't know. Um, I guess 
I would just say check them out. If you get a chance cool to play thing, one, if you get a chance to visit that shop. Um, if, he's going to be on the show. There, they're going to be on the show? Yeah, he's going to oh. be on the show. How cool is that? Okay. Um, I think what I found unique about these was that a lot of time when we say resonator guitars, and Tony... What, can you explain to everybody, like, you know, basically what a resonator guitar is? Well, for I those mean, who may not know. Yeah, a resonator guitar was really the first attempt at making a louder instrument, louder guitar to louder compete. Louder jazz box. Yeah. yeah. And uh, what they developed was basically a diaphragm inside that the bridge sits on. And it was basically, think of it like a, I guess, kind of like a speaker. Uh, because the the diaphragm would actually take the vibrations from the bridge and then more or less amplify it. Um, you know, when you think of you know, like uh, a lot of times, especially in 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 country and bluegrass music, there's a lot of uh, of that tone of instrument. And to me, it's not the most pleasing tone, but it is louder and it is very trebly. So I think. Uh, in certain types of music, it actually works really well. Slide, great for slide oh, stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like think of it like an old dobro or an old, you know, any of that 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 genre. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But typically, when you think of these, you think of the usually unfinished sort of steel body guitars, um, thicker uh, that are going to only sound like that, like really, really medley. Yeah. And I don't mean in a kind of way no right um what i found interesting was they were able to work in resonators into thinner body uh mm-hmm. thinner wood body guitars mm-hmm. which gave a really neat sound mm-hmm. and it it instantly was like wow this this is really versatile sounding mm-hmm. even i think you could totally Use it in even even in like in a rock scenario, like uh, some of the some of these things. Yeah, um, and it, certainly the Telecasters yeah. were. Yeah. Oh, they, it, they and were it gave awesome. you it gave you very much a uh, a parlor, you know, kind of approach, like you know, a parlor guitar or sitting on the front porch, right. or you know, but sitting on the back in porch to like of your with mountain some drive would or, sound you know, sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, you know, true. I think, or even in your apartment, you know, yeah, could probably be. A, a reasonable um, volume that you would have some uh, natural resonance and and uh, pleasantness, yeah, without disrupting your neighbors. You know, I, I it was just a, it was cool. It, it was, was you know, and to very me, very appropriate for what's going on in American music right now. And I think if you take something like a resonator or something that's built like this, and you say, oh. This guitar is made specifically to do this kind of music, played this kind of way, handled this kind of way, and it's going to sound exactly like every other time you've ever heard that instrument. To me, this was kind of changing that up. Mm-hmm. Like I just mentioned, they had some really mm-hmm. awesome, uh, like, mm-hmm. uh, narrow body um, uh, wood guitars with the resonator built in it. And it's like, mm-hmm. if you wanted some kind of cool sound that like the people hadn't heard, yeah. And you went electric and went into an overdriven amp or or a drive pedal or something with even like crazy reverb on it, man, you got a completely unique sound, mm-hmm. and that could hold up and it could sound fantastic. Anyways, he was he was a cool dude and he's making really really nice gear, so we're uh, uh, looking to have him on as well. 
let's see. You brought that up. Uh, we talked to Summer School Pedals, which we actually have in front of us right now. And they were featured on uh, JAH, the JHS uh, YouTube channel. And I think it was like, you know, one of the best pedals of the year, something along the lines of that, for specifically the um, Science, Science Fair. Fair. So the unique thing about this particular pedal, and they had a whole range of pedals um, that were very clever, and, you know, you, you, you couldn't not like them. Their story is great, and I'm really looking forward to having them on the show. It was a husband and wife team who basically said, you know, there's so many things came out of the pandemic, including these guys. And this particular pedal that they shared with us um, is basically, a, for lack of better terms, it's a tube screamer and a rat-based circuit in one pedal that you can figure out where you want the blend to be, which was, I thought, really cool. And apparently, you know, JHS did too. So uh, really looking forward to having them on. Great people, super nice, anxious to tell their story. And they have a, they have a very good one. They were both teachers. And found themselves sort of like, well, what do we do, you know? And uh, and that's what they did, and it was really cool. Mm -hmm. So, really nice people. They'll be on the show at some point in the near future as well. So I had some a, a couple of questions since I didn't get to go to the show. Yes. Um, did you find that this show was maybe catered more towards smaller builders um, or smaller spaces or newer? Uh, there were more. Well, I don't know. There were a lot of smaller spaces. I think one of the previous ones that we went to had about the is equal amount okay. of smaller spaces. Um, I think that the previous the previous one had maybe a couple more pedal islands. Mm -hmm. um, but by and large, um, you know, I think there was there was a fair a fair amount of things that were going on that that was like big small medium okay. you know you had ibanez out there but you also had you know uh summer school pedals <laughs> so it yeah was, it was a nice mix mm -hmm. well, i think that's neat as the um and was it still kind of the similar um like in in days gone by there were a lot of uh uh like uh Part suppliers from Asia and, and things like that where they there was a lot of that but not nearly as much as like the entire basement area used to be okay um, and I think it was a little bit less part suppliers and there was a lot more of like super generic music you know like hey here's uh, our acoustic really cheap acoustic guitars that are painted in like six different colors mm. you know like four or five booths of that so um, you know, for actual merchants and actual people, you know, that, that's the weird thing. Nam is, has been, was always for merchants to go and right. basically say, this is what we want to stock in our store. But with the rise of every of everybody's interest in, in some of the smaller builders, I mean, it's brought a whole other factor to this thing. Mm -hmm. That's kind of, I mean, it, it sounds like, you know, while in some ways it could you know, had had the potential to be somewhat disappointing, not having a lot of major players. It, it sounds like you still were able to find All a I lot heard of was positive. Oh, good from people. Good. And no, I didn't hear a single person say, "Man, this isn't very good. It's not like it was the last time." Yeah. Um, 
Well, I think a lot people, of things have changed yeah, since the, the pandemic. things have changed. And I do and I do think, you know, you can, you know, say what you will about like quote unquote bigger things, but like when you have JHS there, you have Gibson, you have Fender, you have Marshall, you have mm-hmm. like you know, Vox and all these like some of the bigger dogs out there, right? That brings a little bit of excitement to the show. It brings a lot of excitement to the show. I mean, it really does boost the whole like, wow, this is this is the stuff, mm-hmm. right? Um, but it was great. It was great. Well, that's one of the things I, I always liked about the Nashville show because uh, the summer show it was generally smaller. It was generally catered to smaller builders, and and you were able to actually spend more time kind of one-on-one with the people that were, you know, designing, building, whatever. And uh, so it sounds like this was kind of a hybrid of the of the two shows. I, I mean, I've never been to any of those shows other than, you know, local guitar shows, mm-hmm. you know, buy and swap shows. Um, and, you know, we were there. We spent a good solid two days walking the show. Yeah. And I pretty much... You know, I saw as much as I could intake, and I don't think I could have like <laughs> taken in any more. Right. But it was it, it was a lot, and and it was and it was useful to me. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. so I don't know. I mean, I could. I mean, yeah, I could have walked around there for days and days. <laughs> you know. Uh, but then they would have probably demoing thrown everything. You out. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, but Usually, I had my fill, so I mean, I guess it was uh, to me. It felt like the right amount. Okay. You know, if I could have gone and, one more day with uh, more vendors, for sure. Yeah. With with a, a little bit more rest. Yeah. 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 That's the whole thing. I mean, it was it was like yeah, it was it was as off. much as I could absorb. Okay. Yeah. You know, without a break. Right. I mean, because I, you know, give... I mean, you know, because you know, it's it's sort of like walking into Guitar Center or something, and it's like, you know, you when when you walk into a room and there's and there's fifteen drummers all playing drum sets, and you're hearing every every one one thirty one hundred and thirty second note. That's being the played. best part of Nam. It's just like, <laughs> whoa, man! Uh, it's like, okay, I can't take anymore. But um, yeah, anyway, I thought it was appropriate. Yeah. Go ahead, Jared. I want to give some context on why I personally think, and I don't know for sure why, but uh, just to give everybody an idea of why the big shots weren't there, the big companies, uh, COVID uh, was a time where people just, they didn't go anywhere, they didn't go to work, so they bought guitars. And more people bought guitars than ever. And that affected the market when everybody went back to work. And it it kind of threw a curveball at the large companies. And when the large companies go to NAM, they spend hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars renting the big giant rooms that we go into and it takes us a half a day to go through the whole thing, you know. It, it's it's enormous. Like the the Nam display that Gibson and Fender usually do is bigger than the Gibson Garage. Gibson Garage is pretty big, but it's it's huge. Mm-hmm. So I think I think the way the market, uh, the the gear market in itself, 
has affected the giant companies. And that's yeah. why I believe they were not at NAM. Yeah. And I really wish that I was at NAM. I really wish I could have gone. I love NAM. We'll go next time. Seeing, it's January. Yeah. It's going to be back in January, 2024. We'll go. Nice. We shall go. <laughs> yeah, I, have, I hope we go. So I have three more I wanted to mention. Sure. Yeah, sure. Okay. If, if, uh, I don't know how, how much time. We, no, 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 go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because I, I do know we have a time constraint. I want to wrap up. But three interesting things to me. One was a manufacturer called Taliki that made guitars that were just fun. Oh, geez. <laughs> With funny-looking, funny-looking, uh, tiki-looking guitars, yeah. you know? Super, they were nothing. Super they were super, super su- yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, they were not expensive guitars. They were not great playing guitars. But, man, they were cool, you know? Something you hang on on the wall and something you have in your tiki bar. I just wanted to mention that. Cool yeah. little artwork. All right. That was kind of unique. Another one was Music Nomad. Yeah, yeah. E- equipment Care. They had the coolest little tools in the coolest little packages that, you know, would be super useful. Yeah, absolutely. To the working musician. And I was like, oh, I always went, I always needed that thing. And, oh, here they had it in the bag with the other two things that you always need with that thing. Yep. And I was just impressed. It was well-made, well-thought-out stuff. Yeah, they actually have a, yeah. a, a like, a, a setup kit available now yeah. that... Yeah. You know, and, and those have existed elsewhere, but Music Nomad is is yeah. pretty well known for making yeah. solid stuff. So yeah. um, I, we're in, we had a really nice talk to them uh, about that. So that was cool. Uh, and the other thing was uh, Rat. Rat had a, a, yeah. a small little, Proco. Proco. Yeah, Proco, Proco, Proco Yeah, Proco had a little booth, and they had all their different Rat pedals that were available. And, you know, I've bought, you know, a couple different versions of rats over the years, including the Turbo Rat. Yeah. And, you know, and I was like, oh, wow, they still make this stuff. And here's all the different ones yeah. and the different generations. I was like, that's pretty, that's pretty cool. And the coolest one was the teeny tiny rat. Yeah, a little teeny Which tiny was rat. really neat. Yeah. yeah. It was like a mouse. Ma- it was like a mouse. <laughs> and it was Smaller the same form factor. They Indeed. didn't like, they didn't take it and put it in, in like, you know, some little <laughs> Hammond box. It's like, no, yeah. that's a rat. It's just yeah. really tiny. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So maybe one of the last ones that, that we'll talk about here before we get in the El Camino. Um, Kernom was there. And this is a pedal company that i guess introduced a really unique looking pedal form where it was like wow what is this made of is this a giant chunk of aluminum is it made out of uh some kind of a plastic what is this it had a strange form factor kind of like something that looked like um special ops or something Uh, it's a fully analog overdrive pedal that has a ton of versatility in it largely uh, that's coming from the ability to have post-tone and pre-tone in your overdrive and a mood knob, which helped it kind of like shapes the, not only the sound, but how the drive is reacting to your playing. Really, really interesting pedal. Um, they also um, are coming out with a fuzz version um, which I don't believe is available yet, but they will be releasing that. And our goal is to have them on the show. I believe they're out of France. And uh, so they should be coming on the show as well. Kernom, 
the Ridge, it's called, and it's uh, it says it's a, a million moods overdrive, analog and limitless. Check them out. Really neat stuff. Um, and it's a beautiful pedal too. Uh, and that you know that's saying something when somebody can come up with like a form factor that is different. Anyways, there are loads of other things that we didn't cover. Loads of people that we talked to. And and some of which uh, we're still going to have on the show. We we're still kind of going through all the collection from cards and stickers and everything that that of people that we met. Yeah yeah yeah. So um. Anyways, without further ado, Jared. Ladies and gentlemen, it's come to the point of the show where you know the old boys hop in the El Camino. There it is, and they come down to old Nashville to. Play a nice game of Would You This one is brought to you by me. So you're in Anaheim, California for NAM. Ah. And you're walking down the street. And the NAM genie comes up to you oh, on a carpet. A he's not taking us to It's a Small World again, is he? So anyway, no. Okay, Instead, the genie says, hey, man, you've got a, you got a choice here. You know, for the next nine years, because I think 10 years is excessive and eight years isn't enough, but for the next nine years, you get free lodging at... A really nice fancy Airbnb, fancy. and you get and you get free Nam passes for Nam for nine years because we all know Nam passes are expensive, lodging is expensive, and free airfare out to Nam. Nice. Or 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 you get to your band gets to headline at Nam. They're the biggest headliners, and and you're going to be the biggest show there. Would you rather have your band exposed to everybody at NAM for exposure, or would you rather just be able to go at NAM and be a spectator for free for nine years? Okay. Tanisha? <laughs> That's a new one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're talking to me? Yeah. I didn't realize that was my new name. Yeah. Um, oh, you brute. <laughs> <laughs> you know, being I've been to many NAM shows. Yes. I've been to many after show concert party things. And it's a good time. It's a good time, but most of the time you're so damn tired from being at the show that you don't really pay attention to the band. Hmm. Because so, your feet hurt. Your feet hurt. And well, there's been, medication you, you can and you take show up in Anaheim su- legally. And you show up in <laughs> Southern California. and you, it's, it's like 70 degrees and you're wearing your Uggs. And <laughs> mm. <laughs> trying, to run, trying to run to Disneyland. <laughs> uh, you know, you just go get some medication that helps you along. My you you're killing me. My bunions. <laughs> Um, you know, honestly, I, I just, well, that's been my experience. And I'm sure someone else would have a grand time 
you know, seeing a band and getting the exposure. But I think for my money, I'm going to take the nine years of free airfare, uh, deluxe Airbnb stay, and NAM passes, and call it a day. Okay. Yeah. That's what I'm going with. All right. But you are the headliner. You know that, right? I understand you are that. I understand that. But Your band you know, gets... Okay. That's it. I'm, I'm, <laughs> Jared's I'm, upset you didn't choose that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to disappoint you, Jared. <laughs> all right. No, Jared, what all right. I'm next. I'm next. I'm Billy's next. next. I'm next. I'm, I'm, I'm Billy. You know what? I'm headlining. I'm going big. You're going big? I'm Yeah, headlining, going big. Thanks, Billy. Yeah, oh, I'll, thank I'll ride you. that wave. I'll be the guy in the audience looking at his I don't know what's going to happen to me nine years from now, man. <laughs> I want it now. <laughs> yes. All right. That's the best answer I've ever heard in my life. Right on. Nice, Freddie. All right. Jared? Uh, Jared. Yeah, I... Um, because I work for one of the big companies, uh, I... Assumed I was going to go for free anyway. <laughs> it didn't work this past year. How little you know. Oops. Uh, but uh, that's okay. There's a reason. That's all right. Um, you know what? I, I want to be the head. I'm going to try it. I'm going to do the headliner. I, I took all a right. chance one year at NAM and it landed me the, the best job of my life. So now, uh, yeah, if in this scenario, I'd just say go for it all the way. It's like I'm, I'm in it with Billy, man. But I'm. In fact, Billy's in my band too, so Woo. we're going for it. We're going to try to get big. Billy Brandon. All right. Double B. Yeah. Big Jared and the Smalls. That's what you guys are called. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I don't even know why that's funny. It's, no, it's, it's it's just, like, yeah. It is funny. It is. Uh, well, they called me Big Brandon in the army. No. Well, I'm taking. Um, I'm take. I'm going with Tony. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! Wow. I thought I was going to be on my feet. I'm going to keep going. I got plenty. He doesn't want to stand in line for the fancy drinks. I I want all the free business and you know the the headlining the thing. It's like. You know, can can you think of a more uh, a rougher audience than like ten thousand guitar players (laughs) judging you? No thanks. Uh, Yeah, no, that's a negative. Yeah, but there's also record producers there, though. You're, you know, you got to take the good with the bad in that situation. Well, that industry is going pretty well, so yeah. Jared, now a question. Now, do uh, does the nine-year package also come with uh, commemorative tiki mugs? Oh, that's worth the price of <laughs> yes, gold, yeah, anyways. Okay, forty-five dollars a piece. Are you kidding <laughs> yeah. me? Yes, uh, excellent. It comes with all the yeah. all the good stuff. Yeah. Everything. All, good stuff. all right, Top-notch. everything. Tony, does yes. it include bring Lummy's Lounge? One oh. more thing. Oh, yeah. It includes a card on your bed, on your pillow every night, telling you the weather of the next day, along with a small chocolate. <laughs> Alexa does that already. Yeah. Well, my Alexa doesn't give me chocolate. No. <laughs> oh, that. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I think yeah, get Siri is also in your house. Get, a, yeah, get us out of here, Tony. Well, Todd, you know, there's a special group of people that we love to thank every week that we do this podcast. These are our executive producers. Now, an executive producer 
makes this show possible. You yep. might be asking, how can you? How can I become one of these executive producers? Very it's simple. Really easy. You head over to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs and check out a couple of different levels in which you can participate, become a sponsor, a patron of this podcast. Each level comes with some very nice thank you gifts. But as an executive producer, there's one thing more. Jared, what would that be? You get to have your name read on the thing. Your name read on the thing, and that's what I'm going to do right now. So special thanks to these executive producers. Moon Guitars, Vader and Pedals, John Halverson, Rick Calhoun, Trevor Gunberg, Elad Mizrahi, Mike D, Richard Kendall, Mark Garton, Matt Hart, James White, Justin Jones, Anthony Jamalero, Bill Gola Guitars. John Esterly, Anthony Lathrop, Stefan Lamb, Michael Senchuk, Ken Sayers, Doug Christ, Darren Gregory, Tom Brazen, Rust, Rusty Sneeden, Ralph Gottschalk, Don Kloss, Gregory Randall, Brett Hogarth, Eric Hemmer, Stuart George, Michael Furman, Andrew DeHaan, James Bell, James Romer, and Cameron Pampas. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, what? what, is, what? Well, uh, Jared, Jared, don't interrupt huh? because there's another special group of executive producers. Ooh. We like to call them our Grand Poobas. Mm -hmm. What else would you call them? Grand Papa? Now these Grand Poobas are the top of the heap. The creme de la creme. And they wear a fez upon their head whilst listening to the podcast. Mm. And it, at the same time. It's the law. Mm -hmm. So if you are a grand pooba and you're not wearing your fez, we will be over. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, are you really dragging this part out? I am dragging it out. <laughs> just for you, Todd, because I know you're tired. Yes. You have sleepy eyes. I do have sleepy eyes. Okay. So, well. I got sleepy eyes. One look at me and I can't disguise. Oh, anyway. Nice. <laughs> have you ever considered a musical career? I'm, yes, it just hasn't worked out. Go. Maybe you should do the Go. headlining at the NAMM show Go. thing. <laughs> so special, special, special thanks to these grand poobas. Tommy Manasco, Ricardo Igreda, David Kaminga, Brandon Wild Pickups, Hex Matos, Michio Murakishi, Bob Crouch, Jack Cadian, Sam Jett, Tyler Rines, LSJ Music Company, John Williams, James Pennington, Adam Johnson, Steve Keys, Cody Foster, Science of Sound, Brian Robison. Jonathan Jerusik, Corey Nigro, Michael Van Zant, Tim Nowak, Jonathan Daly, Martin Cliff, Sean S. S. David Poe, Billy Spitfire Unlimited, Congregation Gear Demos, Paul Van Eppinger, Scott Sullivan, and Great Lake Guitar Pickups. Yeah. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Indeed. Well... Uh, Tony. Yes, Todd. 
before we say where we can find everybody, yes. I do want to. I just want to say, like, to all the people that we got to meet, we really appreciated meeting them. Yeah, meeting you. Uh, we made some great friendships. We met some great new people, and that is at the core. And someone asked me, you know, like, what's the best part about? It? It's like, yeah, the gear is fantastic, but honestly, what we do on the show and getting to meet the people, hanging out with John Halverson. You know, yeah, that was cool. He's, I didn't do that. He's one of the show, and, and you know, he, I wasn't there. He's like, hey, and we're like, hey, let's all hang out and talk about guitar stuff. You know, it was, it was, uh, it's that kind of stuff. No, that Meeting really the is. the people that we've had on the show that we've made connections with, um, going up and seeing Patrick from Eventide, and he just gave me a big giant hug, and I'm like, man, that's awesome. Yeah, I love that stuff. All nice. right, so, um, anyways. I am looking forward to January of 2024. I am too already. Because I want to go. I'm I'm planning on going. Yes. So I didn't make it this time, but I'm planning on being there in January. So Perfect. Look for me. I will. I'll be the guy next we'll to going. Todd. Okay, where can people find your stuff? Oh, <laughs> all you had to do is ask. Just go over to PickGuardian.com. Check out some of the things that I have available for sale. But by and large, what I do is custom pick guard work. So shoot me an email. Let me know what you're trying to do. I will take very good care of you and make all of your dreams come true. That's right. Jared? Get a hold of me through jared.allen.brandon on Instagram. If you need to ask me any questions, I'm always willing to oblige. All right. Billy had to scoot. Uh, he's running late on something. So um, anyways, yeah, Billy, <laughs> uh, you can shoot me an email, Todd at theguitarnobs.com. You can also DM me on Instagram at guitarnobs. We'd love to hear from you. Send us your would you rathers. They're super fun. And uh, if you had any Absolutely. specific experience that you had at NAM, if you were able to go, we'd love to hear that too. Yeah. And continue to share builders that you are aware of, that you find interesting, that you want to hear from. Um, we always check into those and, and do you know what we can to, to facilitate. So um, anyways, without further ado, we want to thank you all for supporting our show. Yes. And fan, have a fantastic guitar week, everybody. And subscribe! Yeah! <laughs> Repeating the thing. He just keeps going. <laughs> Expecting a different result. So, you know how you guys went to Nam? Yeah. Jeez. Billy. Easy, Bill. Your pancreas shot out your mouth right there. Um, I think he had too many tiki yeah, drinks. I think so. <laughs> Same show. Yes. Delicious. Yes. Why is everybody always picking on me? Do you have a uh, a thing this week that you're gonna do that is that doesn't have to do with your room? My room's awesome. I'm trying to remember who the crap I was talking to. Um, your mama, your daddy, your bald headed granny. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I do like it. Good, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is great. <laughs>
Why don't you try one, Jared, and send us a video? <laughs> yeah, that's me. You got me. Damn it. You got me. His... I found one of Tony as a child. <laughs> he just keeps going for it. The, the... Just keep I think we had all of our funny bits before we even remember to turn this thing on. <laughs> and away we go. Well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. Visit our website at theguitarnobs.com for all of our past episodes, four on the floor blog, and other good stuff. You can connect with us on social too at our Facebook page and share your gear and stories on our Facebook group. Also, be sure to check out our Instagram at guitar knobs. Catch you next time.